Who here's brought any food to church today? Who here? Okay. Does anybody care to share what they brought to church? Like, I love it when you turn up and the, the upper room quite often has pastries in there, and it's amazing. Banana, okay, solid choice. Any others to shout them out? Overnight oats, amazing. A baby? Um, okay, any more? Cashew nuts, strong. Shreddies, yes. Beige banquet with David at the back there. Um, ooh, those sound like they'd go down well with David as well. Brilliant. Um, well, it's great to see that you're all very well prepared. Today we're going to look at a story from the Bible um, talking about where our food comes from. And now quite often we don't really think about where our food comes from. And we very easily seem to forget things like a potato was once a dirty thing in the ground covered in mud. Um, we don't think about that when we're having our mash with the sausage or something. We don't really, we don't, it's not something we think about. So first up, we're going to do a little quiz uh, thinking about where food comes from. Specifically, what seeds make what foods? Now, the eagle-eyed among you may have noticed we've got A, B, C, and D put on the wall around here. And we've got B, C, and D upstairs. I didn't print off a second A. I had print issues this morning. So what's going to happen? I'll tell you what. Can we, Josh, can we have the first quiz slide, please? So I would like you to decide which seeds do you get carrots from? So we've got carrots in the middle. Is it A, is it B, is it C, or is it D? And what I'd like you to do is I would like you to stand up from your seats and go and stand in the corners where you think the answer is. Okay. I'll take that as everybody's made their decision. I don't know whether... Don't make me do my primary school clapping to get you all quiet again, because I will do it. Um, so, A, B, C, and D. Let's have a look. What did I say? Congratulations, this corner. I don't know how you knew that. I've never, I've never seen a carrot seed in my life. I think I would have probably gone for C. Um, so, C, I stand with you. Um, okay, next up. Can we have the next slide? We, we've got rice. What seeds do the rice come from? Take yourself around. A, B, C, or D? Okay, I'll give you 10 more seconds. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Okay, the answer here was D. I think the church congregation definitely seems to know better than I do what these are. I, I, this was all stuff that I was learning myself when I did it. Okay, this one may be a little bit easier. Next up, apples. Apple seeds. Which ones are apple seeds? Okay, this is looking a bit easier. Most of us, we've had an apple. We got to the middle. We've seen the seeds. Yes, that's right. The answer is C. Well done. Uh, well done to anybody who didn't stand on seat and had the courage of their convictions to go, no, I'm not going to go with the crowd. Okay, finally, people might have a few qualms with this one. Next up, what seed does pizza come from? Off you go. Choose your places. A, B, C, or D, which seed makes pizza? I like this bit more movement now. People are thinking for themselves, not just going with the mob. Okay, I've given another countdown from 10. 10, 9, 8, 7... Six, five, four, three, two, one. 
This one was a trick question. They all make pizza in some way. So, seed A is for the wheat. B was for peppers. You can see the delicious peppers on top of there. Uh, C for tomato. You need tomatoes to make tomato sauce. And D was onion seed. There you go. Okay, I'm going to give you 30 seconds to get back to your places. See how quickly we can do this? One. Now, I'm really happy to see that some uh, members of the congregation have noticed. I'm really sorry I haven't put any upstairs, actually. Uh, we've got some coloring sheets uh, downside, just for those of you who may find it harder to kind of concentrate or sit still during this. We've got a nice simple one for the younger ones, but any adults really love a bit of mindfulness coloring. We've got some of those as well. Genuinely, quite often helps me concentrate. So if you want to, they're at the tables at the front. You can ha- stay at the tables or just have them on your lap. But as you're coloring them in, just remember about these fruits, these amazing fruits and vegetables that all come from seeds, come from such a small thing. So, that's going to be our theme for today's preach. Come up on screen. Josh's magically made it appear. So, we're going to talk about how Jesus can make our little into a lot. So, think about those tiny seeds. We can make amazing things out of them. We can make pizza out of all of those seeds. Um, We have apples. All of this comes from tiny, tiny, tiny little seeds. Now, the story we're looking at is about this, and it's from John chapter 6. Now, Jesus, picture yourself in the scene. Jesus had become a big name in the countryside, okay? You're hearing rumors about him. Apparently, he's raising people from the dead. He's healing all diseases. He's making um, blind people see. The deaf are hearing. This guy's going around the area, and you think, wow, this is amazing. And then one day, you hear that he's just up the road, actually. In fact, he's gone somewhere a bit out of the way, but, you know, it's only half a day's walk, so maybe we could do it. And so you're like, right, let's go out and find this Jesus, And it's a bit like you when it was the apple seed and everybody's crowding and jostling over to see, okay? Everybody's crowding and jostling to try and get to Jesus. So you're all going along. There's crowds, about 5,000 of you, maybe more. And there's a huge amount of excitement because you're like, oh, we're going to go and see this Jesus. This is great. Bit, Bit of an odd location. It's kind of in the middle of nowhere, but let's see how we go. And as you get closer, you see kind of a tiny huddle of people up on the mountaintop. And you think, well, maybe not mountaintop, mountainside. You think... Let's count, 13. So that would be 12 disciples of Jesus. That's them. And you hear a huge rumble of excitement kind of go through the crowd. And then somebody has a bit of a downer and says, wait, have they not got food for us? Now, I don't know about you, but it's a bit of a disaster when you forget your lunch. Um, the other day, my brother and his wife and their two children came to visit us in Edinburgh, and we got the bus into town. And I felt very pleased with myself. I was like, I'm very organized. I've got every, all the food for David. Got on the bus, realized I've forgotten the backpack. And uh, my brother and his wife were just like, that's a rookie error. What are you doing? Like, you've got to remember the lunch. So we got into town, got to the meadows, set up for our picnic. And then my brother says to his wife, where are the sandwiches? And they had made exactly the same mistake. They both assumed that the other one was the one with the sandwiches. And luckily, there was a shop nearby. But we all know the sense of humor failure, personally from me, that can arise when the food is forgotten or when food is denied, like you can hear over there. Um, so everyone's starting to think, right, we're pretty hungry, and there's only 13 guys. Now in this crowd, there's one person who's feeling pretty smug. Surrounded, this, look, this young boy, surrounded by a load of adults, and he's like, he's sat there, he's got five little loaves of bread and two fish, and he's like, yeah. These guys had no, they weren't thinking. I'm here with my lunch. They're all hungry. What chumps, you know? I've absolutely got this nailed. And you're going to feel very, very proud of yourself. But then, someone from the crowd comes towards you. 
And he's like, oh, I think that's one of Jesus' disciples. And says, can we have your food? Now, maybe it speaks to my own upbringing as one of six children. But when I read this story, I'm like, there's no way I'd give that food. That food is mine. I prepared it. It's their fault for not having it. But this boy, amazingly, offers up what food he has. Now, this boy clearly doesn't think this food's going to feed everybody. This food probably couldn't even feed the 10 people around him. But he's still asked by Jesus to give the food, and he just gives the food. And we all know what happens in the story after that. Jesus gives thanks for the bread, breaks it, does the same with the fish, and hands it out. And at the end, there are 12 baskets full of food left over. And Jesus has his miraculous power to make that tiny little amount enough. Now, that boy didn't have enough. Okay, and Jesus isn't asking us to have enough for whatever it is. Maybe it's enough for your workplace. It's enough for your home. It's enough for the people around you, your family. Jesus doesn't ask us to have enough. He just says, give, us what you, give me what you do have. And he makes it miraculous. Now, if you were at church last week, you'll have heard uh, my friend Nathaniel share a bit of a story about a friend of ours that we lived with at university who became a Christian. He told us last week that he'd become a Christian. Now, he'd come to lots of church stuff with us. He'd come to Student Weekend away, and he'd very nearly given his life to the Lord, and then he hadn't, and then he didn't come to church again. And Nat and I felt very kind of downhearted about this. And I think Nat shared last week, and it's definitely the same for me, actually, in our prayer life, we weren't as good at praying for him and his salvation. Kind of thought, ah, the moment's gone. But he knew. He knew what church was like, and he became a Christian. And it's not because Nathaniel and I did anything amazing. It's because Jesus took our little, and I'm sure a lot of other people's little that they'd sown into this man's life, and he made it into a lot. He made it into salvation. All Jesus needs, all Jesus wants from you, is what you have. He doesn't ask it to be perfect, and he can make it into a lot. Now, this could be, you could be in here thinking, I don't know Jesus, and I have not got anything to offer. Okay, my life's not together. My life's a bit of a mess. I've got to be honest, this morning... And this whole week, having been the first week back at school, I've not felt like I've had a lot to offer. I've been absolutely drained. So I've been praying this morning like, oh God, I haven't got much. Please, please multiply it. But if you think I haven't got enough for Jesus, that's totally wrong. All Jesus needs is a willing heart. And he's even able to give you the strength to make your heart willing. So next time you're having a fruit, veg, or pizza, have a think about that humble little seed, where it came from. And think about if God can do that with a seed, what can he do with you? Right, I'm going to set my small group off on their quest. And Josh, could you put out the final slide? If you can do all this with a potato, think what God can do with you. <laughs> right, my small group are now going to, they've been unilaterally told they're going to do this. So they're going to hand out little pots of bubbles to younger children. And if there's leftovers, older children as well. Older children up to the age of 80. Um, so, small group of you, I'd hit this area and this area. There's some going around the balcony as well with Gemma. Um, if you want a pot of bubbles and you're small, put your hand up. Make it easy. Or if you're with a little one who would like some bubbles, put your hand up. Uh, yeah, we need to make sure this table at the front gets hit. Now, as the bubbles are being handed out, we're going to use this as part of our prayer. So parents and adults, make sure that the bubbles aren't being used quite yet. We're going to wait for them for a moment. And small group, if all the bubbles have been distributed to children, distribute them to adults as well. 
We want all these bubbles to go out. So just wait with the bubbles. Hold off. It's good. Looks like we've... Viv's nearly done. Right, we'll just give them to people now, whether they want them or not. (laughs) Just give them out, whether they want them or not. Willem, just hand them out to adults, no matter how unwilling they look. (laughs) Okay, so we're just going to say a prayer to close. And it's going to be a prayer about us giving what we have to God and trusting God in faith that he'll make it into more. And people with bubbles, make sure you're listening in. When I say amen, so when I say amen, I'd like everybody who's got a bubble to blow their bubbles. And we will see what can happen from these little bubble pots can be made into a lot. Okay, and that's going to remind us that Jesus can make a little bit into a lot. So, I'm just going to pray. So remember, you're listening out for the word amen, and then it's time to go. So, Father God, thank you so much that you don't ask us to have lots. What you have is always enough. You just ask us to be faithful with what we've got. You give us what we need and you make more from what we have. And Lord, whatever it is that we have to give you, whether it's our time, whether it's our energy, whether it's our thought, whether it's our work, whether it's our school days, whether it's our just cleaning up the house, whatever it is, Lord Jesus, we pray that you would take it and multiply it in something to help your kingdom grow. Amen.